And good morning, afternoon, or night, depending on where you're listening. You're listening to the CNC Sports Replay. No, you're not. It's the CNC Replay. Chris, we went over Sorry, this. guys. All righty. Ready? Here we go. We're ready. All righty. You're listening to the CNC Sports Replay. I'm Chris. You did it again. I'm Noel. Yeah, you keep putting sports I... in the front. Yeah. No, I said CNC Replay, though. You said sports. You said sports. No, I didn't. You said sports. God bless it. Okay, here we go, guys. CNC Replay. Oh, what a hit. Look out. Alrighty, listen to the CNC replay. I'm Chris. I'm Noel. And I'm Corey. And this is pilot episode number one. I cannot wait, guys. So, a little backstory, I guess. Uh, my uh, my friends and I here, we decided to uh, do a sports podcast because we always found that the majority of our conversation consists of sports. Mostly Detroit sports, but also a little bit of everything else happening in the world, but mostly the... United States and Canada, but uh, Mm -hmm. I grew up watching sports, playing sports. Uh, I was a Tigers fan since I was a kid. I was a Lions fan since I was like 12, and uh, I've been a Wings fan since the well took me to a Wings game like three, four years ago, and since then it's probably been just a baby. I know, just a a little baby. (laughs) (laughs) And since then I've been uh, been kind of hooked, and uh, we figured we love hearing what we have to say, so we hope that you love hearing what we have to say, too. Amen. Uh, and go ahead, Noel. What do you have to say? Yeah, um, so I've known these two idiots for hey. a long, long time. Corey Not more nice. than Chris, but uh, nice. they're both my buddies. And I did take Chris to his first Red Wings game, which was a ton of fun. We had, a, we had great burgers that night, too. Oh, Anyways. Um, burger. Played sports growing up. Um obsessed with the olympics when i was a kid loved uh that um and then got to college and just really dove into the red wings statistics and trades and all that kind of stuff head first and figured out that i didn't have any friends that really talked about that so forcibly put these two into a group chat and that's where that came from so <laughs> the birth so yeah the birth love that you. Oh man! All right, so basically, in... came out of the womb rooting for the Red Wings. Uh, not the deeper backstory to behind that, but I just want to let it. In case you didn't realize, we we CNC. So the, there's one C that stands for Chris. There's another C that stands for Noel. There's another C that stands for Corey. Well, uh, Depends with an N, but okay. No, yeah, I I again, we're this is pilot episode number one, so we're trying to figure it out as we go. So <laughs> it is what it is. Anyway, CTC podcast. This, wow, I'm terrible. I'm so bad. Um, so I, I am now the I'm the I'm the second C because I'm doing so terrible right now. But we could flip flop those depending on how we go throughout this whole thing. But yes, it's true. Um, basically, been a sports fan my whole life. Uh, any any young young whippersnapper in the Metro Detroit area wants to grow up and play for the Detroit Tigers, the Red Wings, maybe the Lions or the Pistons. Doesn't really matter. But Ended up studying sports in college, uh, sports business. Uh, had some experience in uh, that realm as well. Um, but now uh, moved on to my life as a, as a youth pastor to be. So this is going to be a hodgepodge of information for all of you listening to us. <laughs> it's it's wild, wacky, and crazy, just as much as you would expect uh, a youth pastor. Uh, uh, what is it, linguistic major um, and uh, a, a banker. 
would be. <laughs> and um, Chris. And, and Chris. So and we cannot wait to share what we have with you guys uh, this week and uh, beyond. Uh, we hope that you guys like what we have to hear, as Chris had said. So, uh, Noel. Noel's going to be the glue for us because Chris and I can tend to just go off in opposite directions, um, whether that's out of anger or, you know, hilarity, if that's a word, or just all over the board. Doesn't matter. Noel's going to, Noel's going to bring us back to that happy middle. So, the oh, she is everything in a nice tight, nice tight circle, but I know that's not going to actually happen. Literally and figuratively, Noel, because Noel is the middle end. So there you go. <laughs> All right, so why don't we jump into the weekly replay, starting off with <laughs> Historically are awful. Uh, we all know this. We all have suffered through many, many seasons of this. Um, but the biggest news recently is that Brad Holmes was hired as our general manager. Um, do we have thoughts or comments on him? I know it's an interesting pick, seeing as he wasn't a GM previous to this, but... Mm-mm. What do we think? So, for Brad, Mr. Mr. Brad, I uh, I heard from through the grapevine that Mr. Brad was the scouting analyst for the Rams, and he was kind of like the the money ball aspect. From someone told me that that he's kind of like the money ball aspect of for the Rams. So he's he's picked all of their stars, and they right now the Rams have a pretty star studded lineup, and they're at least playoff uh, competitive. They did just lose to the Packers last night, which big sad because we're Lions fans. We hate the Packers. Uh, however, hate the Packers. Yeah. Screw yeah, those guys. hate the Packers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is, yeah. Anyways. Really cute. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to talk about that right now. He's uh, nothing but negative for Aaron nope. Rodgers. Uh, but Brad Holmes, I, anything is going to, is going to be better than I think what Bob Quinn can bring to the table. Uh, we've had some terrible trades. We've had some terrible picks. We've had some terrible coaching and once you hit rock bottom, I think you can only go up, but well, we've, knows? we've, uh, grabbed a pick pickaxe a couple times and just started going to town on the bedrock. So <laughs> here's hoping man. sell the team, sell uh, the team It, it is a running joke, but. In actuality, we, we, if you really want a fresh start, get rid of them. Like you can still be, you can still be, you know, focused on uh, Ford Motor Company. I mean, you play at Ford Field, like you can do all sorts of advertising, whatever. You don't need to own the team to continue to have your legacy with the Detroit Lions, with Ford Field and all that stuff. If you really care about this team, this franchise, please, because we've we've literally done everything. We've changed the GM. We've changed the coach. Six million times, and we've had the same owner since what 57 or the 60s? I don't know, but uh, something's got to give. But uh, to, to focus on the topic at hand, uh, the GM move I, I do like. Um, Campbell is the he, it's a little bit concerning that he doesn't have GM experience, um, however, uh, after uh, and I think we can all agree. Um, they brought in new guys to go through the, the head coach and GM uh, search uh, with uh, uh, Chris Spielman. Um, I think Chris Spielman is a football mind that's respected throughout the league. I mean, he's a great announcer. He, he offers incredible insight. Um, and uh, usually you wouldn't want someone who's been involved with an organization that is frankly just not been run well um, 
back into your organization. But Chris Spielman really understands the futility and uh, uh, especially the heartache of, of being a Lions fan and a Lions player. So he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that that uh, doesn't uh, happen again. So um, what uh, this guy uh, Campbell is, no Campbell is the, the saint. We'll talk about that later. Um, Holmes is the um, director of college scouting for uh, the, uh, for the Rams um, and very important. Uh, the lions have had putrid and I mean putrid drafts in the past, you know, number of seasons. And to just put that into perspective, uh, the Lions uh, 2019 draft, um, so what? We drafted TJ Hawkinson. Say what you want about he's He's a pretty solid player, but given the players that were taken around him, not great. No. So the second round was Jelani Tavai. Who? Exactly. Jelani Tavai started for the Lions at the tail end of this year. This man is so slow he he can't he can only move vertically if you do a cut i i was if you watch the buccaneers lions game any cut that a running back or wide receiver made and don't even get me started on his cover skills anything that you could do to get away from you could do he is so slow he can he cannot move and as an nfl linebacker you can't have somebody stuck in the mud now you'd expect oh Corey, well this is he was a late round pick and he just happened to come in due to injuries. That's not true. He was drafted in the second round of last year's draft. Second round picks are supposed to produce for your team immediately. Almost. It seems he was taken in the second round. And I remember the lions took him. They didn't have any tape to show the fans, this player. They're like boomer. And all these guys were sitting, well, we don't have any tape on this guy. And it's like, why are we taking him in the second round? Doesn't make any sense. Um, and so, how do you not have tape in the year 2020? Well, this was last year's draft, so okay. in the year 2019, yeah. And uh, we looking at some of these these picks. Uh, Ty Johnson uh, was taken in the sixth round, and this you can get nitpicky with this, but Ty Johnson is a sixth round pick. He's not on the team anymore. Um, so Travis Travis Fulgman, I don't, I'd, I'd have to double check if he's on the team. Uh, the Amani. Amani Orwarie, he's a defensive back from Penn State. He played fairly well this year. Um, but other than Hawkinson, that's your best player in this draft. Is this cornerback who who is who is who is clearly behind in his develop or not his development, but just to where the talent of the NFL is. And I, I'd have to look at the the 2020 picks again, but still, Giovanni Tavai is not the first second round pick to do nothing for this franchise and he won't be the and uh, we hope now that we have someone who is so in tune with college uh scouting with the rams and the rams are a well organization just look at sean mcveigh and how he can get those players to do what they need to do in the system we hope we can change that let's have second round picks that produce and stay on this team and are valuable parts of this franchise i don't know what you guys are thinking but that got that has me excited Speaking of second round picks that we aren't really using at the moment, uh, on Johnson, he was he was he was packed, he was picked in the second round, usable. I'm not saying he's not usable, however, with then we pick up DeAndre Swift as of 2019 in the second round, also another mm-hmm. second round running back. I think Swift's better than Johnson. I'm just gonna throw that I out think, there. I think many would agree with you, yeah, absolutely, especially after Carrion's injury. I don't 
know if he'll come back to where he was when he was at Auburn and sure. his, his opening season with us. However, that whole draft too. I know we're talking. We talked about the twenty the twenty nineteen draft, yep. but the twenty twenty draft. I'm also not happy about. We look at Jeff Okuda. It starts with Jeff Okuda. Yeah, it starts with Jeff Okuda after losing the one of the top cornerbacks in the entire league at Darius Slay. He gets traded to the Eagles. At least we got something for Jeff o- or for Darius Slay. We then got rid of Quandre Diggs oh, first, if I'm not mistaken. That's terrible. For rub two pennies together, and you have a better deal than getting. No, Quandre no, Diggs. no, no, no. We gave up something to yes. get rid of Quandre Diggs. Yes, it was right. the seventh round exactly. pick. We, we tied into that deal as well. That makes no sense. Quandre Diggs yes. is starting for the Seattle right now, yeah. and he is producing yeah. for them. And they got we we were like, please, please take him, take him from us, because Patricia. Didn't like his attitude. That's why he got shipped out. And look where we are now with that. Yeah, I know. So then we break. We don't even break even with Jeff Okuda. That's what pisses me off the most is we had we had oh. Darius Slay. We got rid of Darius Slay, and we get an unproven rookie cornerback out of Ohio State who really hasn't shown Buns. that he's – Yeah, he, he's he – he's According <laughs> to Pro Football Focus – he was the worst cornerback in the NFL this year. And do you know that he is the oh. highest corner selected in the past, I think it's 15 years? I'd have to – we have to get a fact checker for the show because, like, I could just be spewing out information. But it, it is a it is a substantial amount of time that a cornerback has been taken that high, and he was the worst. He was either the worst in the league or he was the worst of his rookie class. I'm not sure which, but lowest rated, according to Pro Football Focus. So the Pro Football Focus that. fans that are listening, please fact check me. I know I can read. Maybe that's up for debate. Um, but good Lord, that's your number one pick, third overall, and he is buns. He's a rookie. Yeah. I understand. But he's the third yeah. overall pick. He should be produced. That's a slam dunk pick. Your third overall pick needs to be one of your best players. Matt. Yeah. Okay, I have a really quick. I don't have to throw it off. Uh, throw it off a tangent, but I have a I have a hot topic. If not Jeff Okuda, who would you have rather seen pick in that draft? I would like to we see. Had... I'd like to see them trade down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, ser- I'm serious. But serious? the the problem is that everyone knew that they weren't going to take a quarterback, so no one was going to yeah. give up assets to trade up to get because everyone was Even like, though... oh. Well, Quarterbacks were such a hot commodity in the Correct. last pick too. You have you have Tua, you have Justin Herbert, you have oh, the, Love. The now going, yeah, the truth. Love is probably going to be the next Favre Rogers thing that's going to be coming out in the next couple of years. He's going to be he's going to be training under Aaron Rodgers. He's going to blow up. Justin Herbert in his first year at the Chargers is now top ten quarterback as of fantasy. But he had the best rookie season stat stat wise. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and there was there was Joe Burrow. There was Tua, oh. and he's still. Reigns supreme. I know. Yeah. Love Joey B. Good old old Joey (laughs) B. Noel, do you have anything to add? I don't. Uh, The Lions are not, well, football in general is not my area of expertise. I'm hoping to learn, have been learning. But uh, I'm Mm -hmm. glad you guys know a lot more than I do. Well, well, (laughs) it's good that that you will probably sleep better than us at night because we'll just be up yelling at our ceilings just with the ineptitude of this franchise. But – Give them some credit. They hired a guy. He's not proven, but it it, it goes to um, a need that needs to be filled and somebody who is his whole 
area of expertise is college scouting. And that's something that the Lions have just not been able to do. Now, if he can't scout at a professional mm-hmm. level, you know, with free agents and such, then that's another issue that leads them. But let's give the guy a chance. I understand that um, and see where it goes. Uh, number two, and just down the line, because um, all the rumors are swirling. And this is the thing. We might spend a lot of time on this. This is the thing that just drives me up the wall. Robert Sala was the guy I wanted for the Lions to have, be the next head coach. Um, he was interviewed, went through the process, and then he's a he's a Dearborn native, grew up in Detroit area, went to Michigan State. I think he coached at Michigan State, um, and uh, or some one of the one of the schools here uh, in in the state, um, and does not take the job the one of the best defensive coordinators in the league and he does not take his hometown job to go to the jets who record wise and talent wise are a worse franchise or a worse team yeah how do you let that happen how i just don't know maybe they didn't offer them a job i don't know but this just screams same old lions this guy is gonna go off and he's gonna you know it even turns the Jets around to like a respectable team. Lions fans are gonna like if they flip around, they go like eight and eight in his first year, or they go. I mean, what they had two wins, they go yeah. nine and seven, and then they take the next step for like. I, I just don't because the guy that the Lions are the the tight end coach from the Saints, uh, Campbell is his name. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not a head coach either. So now now you run the error of having a not proven GM and a not proven head coach and. That was the same thing with Patricia and Quinn. Have we not learned? No, I don't think we have learned. And honestly, I think I think we're going to be in the same situation that we are three years ago when we or two years three years ago when we were like, oh, we got we got Patricia, we got we got we got the the Patricia militia. Oh. We're going to go. It's going to be great. He worked with Belichick. Belichick's one of the arguably the best coach of all time. And now we're here. We lose everything. We cut everybody. We start from scratch, and we're getting a new head coach, a new GM, and we're all hopeful. And but yeah, I, I don't see how this is not going to be same old, same old Lions. But I think the hardest decision, though, is with especially uh, coming in with with Spielman and Brad Holmes. Is I what do you do with Stafford? Mm-hmm. What do you do? We he's arguably a Hall of Famer. I would say he should be. He shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. He's not just because of the record, because of the Lions. What do you do? We, we, we have a new head coach. We have, we're going to have a new head coach. We have a new assistant to the GM. We have a new GM. We are starting from base zero. What the heck do you do with Stafford? Uh, that's tough. I'm a Stafford believer. I think that he just doesn't get a whole lot of credit in this league. I don't know. I, we've, we've talked a little bit. I think you, you kind of go if back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. You almost just want to see him get like a Verlander set off and like you know go win a Super Bowl or with another team. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah, that who is gonna cheat? Uh, well, and not cheat too. But I have different opinions on that. I guess that could be a spinoff <laughs> episode. Saying. But um, I mean, what what are the landing spots? The Colts, maybe um, San Francisco. Uh, Texans would be too. I, I but the Texans are possibly a worse run organization than the lions right now, but I don't know. Um, there it's a limited market. So, uh, I would think that would hurt the trade value. And like, obviously you'd want to get as much as you can for your franchise quarterback. 
Um, but is it going to be enough? And then for Lions fans, you get a new GM, new head coach, and then you trade away probably one of your most competitive players. You're just going to, you're going to tell your fans, we're going to start this over again. You're going to have to give us patience. No, the fans have been waiting for too long. I mean, this is a broken record. We all understand this. It's almost like you can't even logically explain the Lions, but I, I just don't know if I'm like, if, if they believe in these, these guys that they're going to hire, see what Stafford can do for maybe one or two more years, because the way that their, their draft setting is right now, all the quarterbacks are going to be taken. And I do not, do not want Justin Fields. Watch his tape. He looks at one read, <laughs> yeah. looks at one read. If it's there, he throws. If he doesn't, he just tucks it around that. I don't want that. I don't want that, especially in a Lions setting. You know, if it was somebody else, yeah. sure, you can do that. But you just know that if they draft, they trade away Stafford, they draft a guy like Justin Fields, it's he's going to fail. But that's yeah. the Lions. That is the Lions. However, with that being said, it is a pretty quarterback-rich draft coming out for 2021. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're – there's no hope in Trevor Lawrence. No. There could be hope in Justin Fields, potentially. You got Zach Wilson out of BYU. You got Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. You got Kyle Trask out of Florida. He's, He's interesting. He's, He's interesting. interesting. So do we take this year, and then does he learn under Stafford for a few years, and then we at least trade Stafford to, I don't know, say the Cowboys? We could do that. We I totally forgot about that. Uh, I don't know. That's a homecoming for him. He's from uh, Dallas area. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. That's in- that's interesting. I you know I would like to see Stafford you know kind of coach somebody under his wing, but still, I, I mean, I just don't know how that's going to work. You know, you Stafford's a real team guy. At least we've seen that. I mean, he's done everything that he he can for this franchise, um, but then that would be the writing on the wall. It's like, okay, we're going to move on from you at some point. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. then at some point he's just going to be like, okay, I want out. So I am if, if yeah. that's not, if that's not now, we don't know, but yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I feel that. All right. Wrapping up football. Let's go into the playoffs real quick. Uh, I'm actually currently watching the saints Buccaneers game. If I'm not mistaken, the saints are up by three or the bucks are up. Uh, bucks are up by three. Tom Brady just threw a pass to Mike Evans. For a Whoa. Yeah, I know. Uh, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year? Brady, goat. Brady, <laughs> not the Bucks, just Brady. Brady is just going to ride off into the sunset, just fly away. Brady's going to pull what a Bugs Bunny and play every position and win the, the yep. Super Bowl yep. himself. Yep, yep, football god. Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Space Jam featuring Tom Brady and Tom Brady and Tom Brady. I think that AFC Championship game is going to be really, really, really interesting, especially if Mahomes mm-hmm. is still injured. He had a concussion today's game. Uh, and Chad Henney, local legend Chad Henney, led the Chiefs to a victory. And who knows, maybe he'll start in the AFC Championship game and then add to his legacy. But go yeah, I... blue. <laughs> yeah, I could see the Bucks doing it. I could see the Packers doing it. Uh, I really don't. I don't see it in the cards for the Bills this year. But nobody circles uh... the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I got, you got the Bills Mafia. That is true. Just just pray for the folding tables. If, if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, <laughs> pray. There's not going to be any in stock anywhere. And they'll all be on fire. Yeah, they will be on fire. 
Okay, prediction. Final predictions. I'm gonna say the Packers do it. What do you think, Corey? Uh this is this is my gut. Um, Bucks twenty-seven. Bills. Okay. Bills twenty. Okay. You heard it here first. Got the scores in there and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, well, who needs Vegas? Oh, me and my very informed opinion on this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I boo. I'm getting there. I think, I, unfortunately, as much as I am just sick of Tom Brady winning, I yeah. I think. He's got something special. <laughs> Obviously, he's got something special, but just oh. what he brings to teams. So I'm going to go with the Bucks. Not biased at all. Not there one bit. There you go. Love Here's it. First. No need for Vegas. You already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Alrighty, and, guys. It uh, looks like we're. Mortal lock. <laughs> Moving yeah. on to a surprisingly more positive subject the Detroit Red Wings. Woohoo! Yeah! Okay. I thought I would say this year yeah but here we are absolutely and clearly we're not biased here on the cnc replay about what sport that we enjoy the most um no not at all not at all the detroit red wings but holy cow guys do we have hope i have a little bit of hope (laughs) a little i'm trying to temper expectations because winning seems to be the fluke part of this team (laughs) so somebody needs to take the lead because i've got i've got some opinions. I'm sure Alrighty. you do. Well, let's start. Larkin got the C. Let's, let's start, start with off that. with some good stuff. Um, yeah. I think all of us have probably had our reservations about Larkin being captain. Everybody um, in the state. Solely based on the fact that we all kind of have personal connections to his outer circle. Um, <laughs> and But I think at the same time, I personally have just seen him grow as a leader in the least, at least in the last two years since since Z left. Um, and that's been encouraging. And I know that since Iserman was shoved into a captain position at a very young age, uh, he was probably very, very cautious in putting another young player into that position. And so I imagine that that was something that he wanted to be really solid on and really sure that Larkin was going to be captain for a long time and be around for a long time and be the leader that these guys needed. Um, and will continue to need, in the future. So I think, I think it's a good choice and I'm glad we finally have like not four A's or whatever anymore. Oh, so. terrible. <laughs> I don't know. It's starting to feel like we actually have something to build off of now, Yeah, which is nice. It's, it's like we, we have a base now that front line is, it's always been strong, but now our second line's looking good. Third and fourth can obviously use a lot of work. However, we are getting there. Um, we got Philip Sedina coming in at the second line now. Hallelujah. Can't wait. It, it, at least take the pressure time. off. Mm-hmm. I know. At least taking the pressure off of uh, Bert, Mantha, and Larkin. So now they at least have something something to fall back on when they're tired. But I don't know. Where do we see record-wise for the Wings this year? Are we seeing middle of the road? Are we seeing end? Are we, here are com- we pushing for the cup? Here Is comes, it a cup push here? Here comes my strong opinions on, on said subject. So, COVID has created a new landscape for the NHL. We get a new division. Um, and a lot of people would say that this division doesn't bode well for the Wings. But uh, on the contrary, I would say hogwash to those people. 
Um, so looking at the division from top to bottom, obviously you're defending cup champions. The Lightning are going to do well. Plus, for whatever reason, the Red Wings cannot beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Give them the top spot in the division. Um, so you have the defending Western Conference champions in the Dallas Stars. Um, they're solid. They're deep. They'll be back in the playoffs. Um, however, if they can stay healthy, they are currently responsible for over 60% of the NHL's active COVID cases, um, which means at the recording of this episode, they have not been able to reach the ice yet. So you can't you can't make the playoffs if you don't play games, but they'll play. <laughs> they'll be fine. Um, then you have just like a bunch of weird, you know, different things that are going on. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the Florida Panthers, uh, but they're kind of a mess. Not a mess. That that's that's very biased of me. Um, but they have some issues going on. They lost a lot of of star power from last year. Hoffman went and signed with uh, St. Louis, and uh, Evgeny Dadanov. He's been with that franchise for uh, at least five to six seasons. Uh, pretty good offensive upside. He left and went to Ottawa. Um, they traded away Vincent Trocheck last year. He's on the Hurricanes, who we just saw. Um, mm. And their top defenseman Keith Yandel wants out, um, and he currently I. I there was rumors that he was going to get scratched and he had played an 838 consecutive again, fact check uh, NHL hockey games. So his Ironman streak was scratched because um, Joe Quinville didn't like the way that he was and he wanted out and he was very vocal about that. So he, egos are clashing in South Florida right now or wherever sunshine is sunshine, Florida. I don't know where that is. I'm not a geography major. Um, so we got an issue there. Uh, Columbus, not the greatest talent, and their top center wants out as well. You just signed an extension, Pierre Luc Dubois. Uh, he wants out of there, and usually that brings some turmoil. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Pierre Luc, who? Dubois. It's like Dubois or Dubois. Dubois, Dubois. I don't know. I'm not French. Oh yeah, yeah. Dubois, Dubois. He wants out, so there's some things there. They have Max Domi. That was a big offensive pickup, but uh, Gustav Nyquist. Our uh, rest in peace, Goose. Oh, um, him. Yeah. But there's gonna there's gonna be some issues there. Um, the Hurricanes are gonna be really good. They have probably one of the best defense defenses in the league, as we have seen through these first two games. Um, and uh, the Predators are always interesting. They have a really good defense, but their offense has always been the problem and leading to early playoff exits, at least for these past three seasons. Mm-hmm. And then leaves us the Chicago Blackhawks. Ugh. Ugh. I. There are there are many there are a few things that I hate in this world. Again, my bias is showing. I despise the Chicago Blackhawks with every ounce of my being, more so than I dis- maybe more so than I despise the Ohio State Buckeyes. However, unbiased opinion, I, the Blackhawks are not good. They don't have a goalie to speak of. They don't. Uh, Malcolm Subban. I like him as a prospect. I really do, but. As the number one guy right now in this division, I I just don't see it. Um, and then no Taves for the foreseeable future, no Kirby Doc for the. Uh, I think he mm-hmm. he's out for a couple more months, I believe, with his broken wrist. So when he broke his wrist, should be for the season. Broke wrist, right? For the season, yeah, should be for the season. For what I was reading, wow. Kirby. So those I'm are top. A, fact check that. Fact check it. Those are top two producers uh, for that yeah. team and. Their defense is crumble. I love Duncan Keith, and I know that pains me to say. I I think he's a solid defenseman. Yeah. Brent Seabrook is really struggling. I, th- guys, I saw how they played against the. Light. They 
it was not competitive. Patrick Kane can only do so much for that team. And as we've seen, Connor McDavid can only do so much for the Oilers. You need to have some support. If I were a gambling man, I would bet strong money to put the Blackhawks in last place in this division. I stamp of approval. Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with you. I think. Uh, All righty. Sorry, coming from the athletic.com, Kirby Doc will miss four to five months. So that should be about the whole season. So that's most of the season, if not all of it. So there we go. Sorry, continue. So I know this didn't answer my question of where I think the Red Wings are going to be, but the Blackhawks are going to finish last. I know that for a fact. And honestly, (laughs) if the Red Wings can give the effort that they gave in the second game of the season, I mean, their talent is what it is. Um, But if you can get development from Zadina, Namdaskov, or Namdaskov, I don't know. Yes. Uh, I thought he was going to be the best free agent signing of the season. I was a little bit surprised that he was on the wing and not at the center. They're doing an experiment yeah. with Fabry. We're going to see how it goes. Um, the Blasio blunder is going strong. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, but I think he's going to be very a very, very dynamic player, and especially if you move him to the, the second-line center. Um, I think you're going to get a lot of scoring chances from that second line, and then that takes so much pressure off of uh, the wings and Bobby Ryan with, with those three, yeah. who, I mean, who, you Ryan could get a competitive team. Things. You could get a competitive team. Yeah. I'm very excited to have two scoring lines uh, for the first time in what, three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I know the, the, the MLB line just needs a break. And I think for whatever reason, Mantha was really, slow and mm-hmm. I don't know what was up with him last game or even first game yeah. I guess the first two games he's been not up to form and I don't know what that is because we know that he's not lazy right he just yeah. is a bigger dude so he looks slower but he was actually slow on the uptake these two games and I don't know if it's him pushing through an injury or if something happened in his personal life that he's struggling with like He's got to get his head in the game or that line's not going to be what it needs to be. It could be conditioning. I mean, all these players are behind the eight ball with the COVID, uh, you know, pandemic uh, and training camp was literally like two weeks and then the season got underway. And then again, 310 days without an NHL hockey game with no, with no preseason, a shortened training camp. We saw that in the first game. We knew that the first game was just going to be a disaster. Yep. It was pretty bad. (laughs) And it was, it was really bad. I think I saw a stat on Twitter that that game was the fourth longest opening uh, game without a point. Like the Detroit Red Wings had the longest number of minutes before their first game, first point of the season. Oh Lord. That's like number four in history. And I don't want to hear that. One and two were from the 1920s. Sweet. So okay, really quick. There's something I gotta touch on on the first game. Yes. Big, huge, ginormous shout out, Thomas. Is it Grice? I want to say it's Grice. It's Grice. Grice. Hallelujah, guys. Do we have strong goalies? He was a brick wall. He was a brick wall. He he got no. He got no help. But one, one for forty with no help. One for forty. Was it one for forty? I think it was more. One for forty, and then yeah. Two for 42. That's Thank you, Noel Fact Checker. That's amazing. That's just me Absolutely. You know, memorizing stats. Yeah. So two for 42. That's one for 41. Obviously, the score, we're not going to count the open netter. 
holy cow, guys. That's a great opening start from not playing, having a terrible defense to now a 40-save performance. They'll be, take that any day. they'll be respectable. Hopefully yeah. that won't happen too often. Hopefully Bernie won't have to play while actively dying again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why I, was he dying, guys? Does he, anyone want to touch on why? He Bernie had the poopers. He had to poop his oh, pants. Yeah. Wait, do you not pants. remember this game last season? No. What are you, I thought okay. you were talking about him having to play every game last no, season. No, no, no. no. no, no. Well, he was dying. Uh, he was literally was dying. Game, I can't remember who it was against, but basically uh, how he got hurt. So he went down. Naturally. The, yeah. the emergency goalie got hurt, so he was out. Bernie was sitting in the locker room with a fever, and, like, basically he had the flu, and he suited up and he played the last third. Oh, my gosh. And, like, we do not deserve didn't Jonathan let Bernier. anything in. <laughs> we do not deserve Jonathan Bernier. The, unfortunately, we'll never see flu performances ever again in sports. Nope. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah. But uh, pretty tremendous. Oh, the other goat. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I think I think you're going to see a really competitive team. And firmly, I believe mm-hmm. fourth place could be a realistic goal. I I I think so. I really do. But call me crazy. Yeah. Call me biased. I am biased. I will admit that. But I think that's optimistic, no. especially when we know what this team looks like in the beginning of the season versus what happens to it at the end. It, you know, I mean, we always start off, I feel like with a hot streak and then three weeks in it all falls apart. Get your negativity out of here. Noel. That is my realism <laughs> and I'm holding to your it. negative. Noel. Okay. Well, well, here's, here's the good thing now, at least going with the wings is yeah. Our third and fourth lines are quite terrible. However, if anything is to go wrong, put some respect on LGD's name, you <laughs> harlot. Okay, I'm sorry. One out of six of our third and fourth liners are good. Uh, however, we do have a pretty sweet taxi squad, guys. We got Rasmussen, Giovanni Smith, Dennis Talowski, Gustav Lidstrom, Kevin Boyle, and Calvin Pickard. Who and don't forget Darren Helms somewhere. I don't know where he is. He's he's, but he's somewhere. He's quarantining somewhere. He's He'll, quarantining. He's quarantining. He was skating he practice the before good. yesterday or before last game. Do we see Helm taking over in the third or fourth line? Uh, he, I mean, at this stage in his career, I think he's going to be a penalty killer. He'll probably be buried in the fourth line, um, mm-hmm. not centering anymore. But no, I think Helm has some value. A couple teams looked at him just as like a as a a four checker, like kind of what Ernie is, but yeah. a little bit more skill. I don't know why Ernie's on this team. Eisenman loves him. I don't. I don't know why. Um, couldn't tell you, but trust the eyes. Trust the eyes are playing. Trust them. We have, <laughs> we already have so many just pylons in the third and fourth line. We don't need another one in Ernie. Like what? I no. I just don't understand. I agree. Anyways, I we can talk either. about the surprise that Brome brought because I don't think any of us really saw him coming out as strong as he did in the he first two games. He looked good. Uh, just, like you know. I mean, I know we know that Swedish fans have been saying for a long time that this guy we need to give this guy a look and i'm glad that we did because he in the first game he was the only one doing anything yeah no he, he looked you know? he looked like he was playing with a purpose and uh when the rest of the team looked pretty dead in their tracks um yeah he oh. has also been playing in sweden 
for the last couple months. And so that's like, that is, a that big is a factor. That is a big difference. Huge factor. Yeah. Holy so, cow. Excited about that. Yeah. Troy Stetcher. Troy Stetcher. I love the turnover My on defense. Love. Mm-hmm. Yep. The John Merrill with, with the flow. John Merrill, <laughs> best hair in hockey town. I know. Oh, best thing. Big best hair in hockey. Mm, yeah, really. Big, big props to Steve this year because we now have a semi competitive team. John Merrill, Bobby Ryan, we got Brome. And we got Troy Stetcher. That's my favorite pickup for this season is just Troy Stetcher. That guy is quick. As soon as he gets the puck, you know where he's at because he's the one flying down the ice. He makes plays. He wants it. He's here to play, whether we like it or not. What exactly does he want? He wants the cup, and he wants it in the hands of the wings. I would hope we would all do. (laughs) You would would think. You would think. However, we did have Abdicator for a long time. I don't want to talk about it. We don't talk about it. Great guy. Great guy. We love you, Justin. If you're listening somehow, we love you. As a person. He's going to hate us. We're gonna have uh, stick to children. Stick to children's books. That's all. Oh, I'm okay, we need to. We need to keep. We need to keep going. We'll just keep, keep it. Keep it going. Keep it going. Well, sorry. The next we have I'm... on the docket is Jimmy no. Howard, and we all know how Chris okay. feels about Jim. This, Jimmy Howard. This is perfect. Perfect timing, oh. well, because I come in from a Wings perspective of three years ago. You guys come into the Wings perspective, looking at the 08 Cup, and you have Abdulkader, and you have you have we got Jimmy coming. We, it looks great. I come in at 2017 and I see a couple of old guys who have a long time with the wigs, but holy cow should not be on the team. Advocator should have been gone a long time ago. I'm sorry. No one's Jimmy, arguing with that. I know. Jimmy Howard, every game that I went to last, last season of Jimmy Howard, and I think I went to about 12 or 13, every game Jimmy started did not finish. He was not a good goalie. I don't know why we were playing him. He would let go two, three, four with only 20, 25 shots on goal. Then Bernier's shrugging off, trying to get off the ice. But like, oh, okay, now we're going to get a break. So I, you guys are sad about Jimmy Howard because obviously you love him. Why? I don't see why. Because it's just I, I don't have that perspective, guys. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm because so happy Jimmy's on the team. watch him literally drag mm-hmm. the, the Red Wings – to the playoffs for at least at least three years sure 2011 2011 which was again a year that you were not watching so shut up child and let the elders talk um (laughs) that that was the year that i was so gung-ho on jimmy howard jimmy howard single-handedly brought the blackhawks who were the stanley cup champion that year to the brink Uh, you could the first three one lead in sports not really, but was blue yeah. was blown by the Detroit Red Wings. They were up three to one in that in that series, and Jimmy Howard was playing out of his mind. And into a game seven on the road in Chicago, it was uh, a one a one zero or no, it was I think it was it was one one through the entirety of the game. It gets to overtime. There was a goal called back. We had the Stanley Cup champion on the brink, and we still had Lidstrom that year. We still had a healthy Zetterberg, a healthy Dotsu. I I still am convinced to this day the Red Wings make it past the Blackhawks. They win the cup, given how well everything was clicking at that time. Um, and Jimmy Howard was crucial to that. And so I was a believer in that. He played well in 2012. And 
it, he was an all-star when he was healthy. He had groin injuries, and it finally caught up to him once the youngin finally started to watch one of the best sports ever. And uh, unfortunately, his health was the downfall of him because we had seen – Noel and I had seen this man put the team on his back, and now fans like you who don't know anything – um, just threw him. Just tear this man apart, and it the breaks trash. our hearts. Uh, quick he question, guys. deserves better things than what Have he was. Happy retirement, was Jimmy Howard. Him. Happy retirement. He did yes. officially retire as well. Yes, yeah. he is officially retired. Please go live your best life. Raise your beautiful children, and don't listen to the haters. <laughs> don't listen to Chris. Listen, listen to Noel and I. Yeah. Yeah. He's Have you guys fan. ever seen? You guys ever seen the movie Old Yeller? Uh, I know of the book, again, oh, the, book. the youngster here. See, I feel like... Oh, Wait, Corey, you he's... read a book? No, I don't read. <laughs> I know there of comes it. A time. There comes a time where you just got to take the career behind the bar to get rid of it. And that was two years ago. I'm sorry. We shouldn't have held on to him for so long. I know he's done a lot. But God bless him. He got us Lucas Raymond, right? That's my whole, that's my whole thing. I know I'm being brutal, but... He's one of the sole reasons why we got such a high draft pick. Also, our defense. Take Tank Commander Howard, we salute you. <laughs> All right. But, I, hey, what else we got on the docket? We got. I think we're, we're well. Crunched. Do we want to touch on the the Pistons? At all? I mean, we know we all know we that this suck. is our week. We point. are bad. We, we are bad. Do Grab not pay straws, much, guys. as much attention to basketball as we should, uh, especially when we're having a four-sport podcast. We are going to work on that. We're learning. Uh, Until the rest of the learning. NBA cares about the Pistons, then we will join with them. But as we can see. <laughs> yeah. But um, from our brief research, we've learned a couple things. One, the Pistons are not good. No. Uh, two, Derrick Rose is still a person that exists. Good for him. Um, That's got to be three. one of the best feel-good stories in the NBA. Derrick Rose, resurgence. Absolutely. That's true. That's true. Uh, and three, Killian Hayes is a prospect that we picked up. Big, big Corey, draft pick. Did you have some insights on that? Yeah. Um, so, again, uh, I, was, I was looking a little bit because I'm, I'm getting much, much bigger into college basketball. I've been watching uh, for the past, I guess, religiously. Uh, for the past 10 years. So I'm kind of focusing on what's going on with those prospects, but you always get all of these European players that come over same college age. Um, and Killian Hayes was highly regarded a Frenchman um, playing in their French leagues. I think he was born here and then moved and then grew up in France. I don't know the whole backstory, but uh, it seems like the consensus on that pick was this is a slam dunk for the Pistons. It'll take some time, but uh, he's a good move for them. And uh, we had our other first-round draft pick a couple of years ago. Uh, I, no, it was last year. Um, Seku, uh, uh, linguistics major, Noel, I'm going to need. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to have to check that one. I don't even know how that one's Okay, similar. we're just going to call it Seku, Dambuya. Um, kind of like Dubois, but not the same. Um, so they have – is also from France, I believe, born and raised in France. Um, I, I – I don't know if that helps with chemistry. I know hockey, it does a lot, you know, having countrymen and, uh, and whatnot. But, uh, if the Pistons are really trying to rebuild and, uh, uh, to have a foundation of familiar players, at least with a familiar style, um, on your team and trying to bring that over to give a competitive advantage, because 
the NBA is designed, as we all know, if you do not have a superstar, you will not compete. However, as we've seen from the finals in the last year, um, if you have a solid team built foundation like the Heat did um, with role players and players who knew uh, their personnel well, you can compete. Um, and I think with the Pistons, that's what they're trying to do. Now, Hayes has been a little rough out of the gate, but he's young, no preseason, drafted, and two months later, he's playing in NBA games. Um, so we have to give him time. Uh, and the Pistons um, are a very hardworking organization. It's been very disappointing these uh, past few years, but also the NBA is um, – the parity in the league is not like the four major, the other four major leagues. Um, you can't just have a surprise team out of nowhere. It kind of takes some foundation building um, and some time to do because the Warriors, a dynasty, all of their core were drafted. Um, and they became superstars. So that's the route that the Pistons, unfortunately, have to take because they don't have a LeBron James. They don't have a Giannis Antetokounmpo or any of those players. So that's my thoughts. Hopefully the basketball analysts don't think I'm such a, a noob in the uh, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. Well, better you than us. Oh, well. <laughs> I support you fully. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we're all on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> and then, right. I mean, Tigers are still in their off season, so there's not a ton to talk about, but we still have a few things in terms of prepping for the season. We have about yeah. a month until pitchers and catchers start, so looking at what the bullpen looks like, all that kind of stuff. I miss Justin. We, we all miss Justin. I know. He's, he's, right, he's right behind me. Uh, I don't know if we're going to go live, but he's just 20 and counting. Uh, video, or if there is a video that exists, Corey has Justin yeah, Verlander right. behind his head. It's a newspaper clipping, but clipping. Wow, I sound really old. Um, I'm not that old, but. Uh, You're I, the oldest here. Uh, shut up. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Does anybody have any thoughts on, on the Tigers? Because I could keep talking as I feel like I'm on. One thing that I think the Tigers have. I was going to say this about the Pistons, but I think now's a good time. With the problem that I think the Pistons are having is it's going to be hard to rebuild when we have older players like Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose who've been in the league for so long. It's nice. However, I think the Wings haven't made when it comes to the rebuild because we do have Dylan Larkin. Like he's he's the person that we're putting up front. He's rebuilds. They're going to be our core center for this whole rebuild. He'll be able to take the team right to the top. However. The problem that I see with like the Pistons and the Lions, we're going to get these new guys in. They're going to be with those veterans for a little bit, and then they're going to be the sole proprietor. So what happens after that? That's kind of good news for the Tigers is we still have some good, solid young blood that's kind of around where we bring up people like Spencer Torkelson. We'll be able to at least maybe have a competitive team roughly around the same time, hopefully in the next couple of years, but I don't exactly know when, when that's it's going to be tough. Noel, do you have any thoughts? None? No, I mean, it's just, it's been, it feels like it's been slow going. And I probably haven't been paying attention to just the what the Tigers uh, look like as a franchise for as long as I probably should have in order to have an opinion on that. But it just, from a fan standpoint, it's just been a while since they've been good. And that's been hard. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And not even good, just competitive, putting competitive yeah, baseball on the field. Right. Um, you could kind of see steps of that. Garden hire, I think, was a 
was a great manager. He just had he Garden Hire was known for having getting the most talent out of his talentless teams, and that made him successful in Minnesota, um, who were not world beaters by any means, but they had solid players. Justin Morneau, uh, Joe Maurer, and uh, Johan Sant. That's a good core. You had three you could even say elite players um, at that time when he was managing, but the rest of the roster was pretty pedestrian uh, besides Joe Nathan, but we don't talk about Joe Nathan either. Um, mm. uh, but he had zero talent when he was here and yet he was still, at least in the COVID shortened year. I mean, they had some exciting games and they were trending in the right direction. I think the hiring of AJ Hinch, say what you want about the Astros scandal. Um, AJ Hinch was the best manager on the market and the Tigers got him. So I was incredibly happy to see that. And you have to, if you're going to give all these guys who are taking steroids a second chance, you have to get AJ Hinch a second chance. There's a lot to unpack there, but I think you should. Um, And number two, uh, I was really happy when they signed it, but a little disappointed at some of their free agent signings. Um, I, I like, Robbie Grossman, who the Tigers just signed to play the outfield. He doesn't strike out very much. He's got, I think, the lowest, one of the lowest strikeout percentages in the league. Um, And then they signed uh, Jose Urena on Christmas Eve, um, who hates Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, So he probably won't get suspended anymore because he won't be throwing baseballs at his head. Um, But (laughs) he's got really good stuff. Uh, You need stuff to pitch well in the major leagues. But he's got a a fastball that sits mid-90s wicked uh, off-speed pitches that change uh, in velocity, obviously spin. Um, but I low-risk signings, um, nothing that really moves the needle. Um, but, I mean, maybe that's what you want. You know, you got Boyd. Hopefully he can come and have a bounce-back year. He just avoided arbitration. You've got your young pitchers that you seem pretty committed to with Tarek Skubal, Casey Mize, um, and then uh, Spencer Turnbull uh, took some steps this year. He was pretty effective. So, um you know, to fans, we didn't get that big George Springer or DJ LeMayhew signing, but maybe that's just part of the plan. But I, I mean, I don't know. I would have liked to see the Tigers sign like a like a like a low level, low risk kind of guy that they could then flip. Um, not low level. I mean, more higher level. Like so, the Yankees signed Corey Kluber. I mean, he's he's a Cy Young talent pitcher. He hasn't been healthy, um, but he signed for ten million dollars for this eleven million dollars this year. Um, if he's healthy, you can somebody will give you a top prospect for him at the deadline. Um, but the Tigers just didn't do much of that. They did very low risk, low reward signings. And you're going to do that when you're rebuilding team. But if you signed the best manager on the market, why wouldn't you try to get some other best players on the market? And to me, those moves are kind of in opposition with one another. Maybe it's for further down the road, further planning. This is a year where they're not going to do it next year. That's when they're going to sign big free agents. I don't know. But right now, it seems like those moves are in opposition. I don't know what you guys think. No, I'm with you. I I really have a hard time seeing big names come onto the Tigers once in, until we get Cabrera's contract off. That's a fair point. And that's not going to be 2025. We're playing him $30 million a year until 2025. Next year, 32. 22 and 23 are paying him $32 million. Wow. 2004. We if we didn't like Cabrera this year, just wait till 2025 when he's going to be on the roster walking up with uh, with crutches and with $30 million a year trying to hit one in the in a left field. But 
I just don't – I want to say – well, that could be good news too because we do have all these young studs that are really good potentials in the coming years. So if we have that in 2024, 2025, if we get some type of buyout, where we have the cap space, I can see us getting a big name, bringing him onto the Tigers when we already have a star-studded like young, I think young group of people who've just been coming in after four or five years to actually maybe have a good team. That's a slam dunk. You have as soon as you get that Cabrera, con- you have no more excuse. You have to sign a big mm-hmm. free agent or a few, and especially if your players are developing. Because if 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 we're still messing around with this, Casey Mize turns out to be what Casey Mize is supposed to be, um, and then you have your other pitchers develop down the road, then you're really you're you're going down a, a route like. Uh, the the A's that aren't keeping prospects because it's too exp- or or the Rays that just seem to trade away every everything because they can get the same production cheaper. No, we're not that. We're Detroit. We're a bigger market. We have a bigger budget. Mister, I wanted this team to win a World Series before he passed, and unfortunately, he didn't get to see that. The money is there. This is the pizza pizza empire. <laughs> You'll be able to do something with the dough. I will buy more pizzas if it means my Detroit Tigers will be good. Guys, I just made a really good pizza pun, and you didn't even react. We well, no. I said we gotta do I something didn't... with this dough. Oh, <laughs> boo, boo, Noel. Hey, I mean, you just have such great profit margins with with that with that five dollar hot and ready that you have to be able to sign names like. I would love. I know this is saying a lot, but there is a lot of young studs in the league right now, similar to Ronald Acuna, similar to Juan Soto who maybe in five years we could snag. I would love that, but I don't know what will exactly will happen and what the what the star-studded cast will look like for the MLB in five years. But Remind, remind me. You're right, Corey. Remind me in uh, five years, Juan Soto will be the highest-paid player in the major leagues. 1,000%. 1,000%. I fully agree. I, I honestly, it's I. Whenever I think of my like my favorite young player in the league right now, I always toss up between Ronald Acuna or Juan Soto because both of those guys can smack the ball better than anyone else I've seen. Even some of the old guys better than Cabrera. You heard it here first. Don't care. I know that, that's not really hot news, but I, I just cannot stand Cabrera, and I cannot wait to see what the he's Tigers an old man. What do you what do you want? Is, what do you want? He's an old man who can't walk. When you're when your dad's an old man and can't walk, are you just gonna say I can't stand you and kick him to the curb? I mean, like I, in his thirties. Yeah, but he he would you know old men will tell us to get off their lawn, so I think it's time for Cabrera to get off our lawn. <laughs> but <laughs> oh lord, I can't stand it. I'm sorry, guys. I can't and on stand that it. Happy note. Yeah, we should wrap this up. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, This has been the CNC Replay with your hosts, Chris, Corey, and Noel. Um, We hope you come back. We hope to keep doing this every Sunday. Um, Well, no, we are going to do this every Sunday. Sunday. No, we're going to do this every Sunday, whether you listen to us or not. So it's just keep us us from being, you know, just beating our heads into a brick wall. Like, listen to us. Tell us if we suck. Tell us if we have good takes. (laughs) Just be kind. Yeah. We need more kindness in the world. Well, you can tell us we suck. Just be kind about it. Yeah, be kind to everybody else. You can be mean to us, maybe. I don't know. I cry easy. <laughs> I think all of us cry easy, so there's that. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Well, hey, we all crazy. See you later. <laughs> Signing off. Listen to us next week.
bright and early or late, depending on where you're at. So, deuces. <laughs>